0: What's good, my people? This is Rash in the goddamn morning, and we come here on a rainy Friday to bring you the business. I came here to bring you the good word from your very own. First thing, I had to. W- I wanted to wait a little bit for the NBA draft, really, how I wanted to start this. So we have a few topics, We a lot has happened since the last time we spoke, so we got Anthony Davis, free agency, the rest of the West, the Houston falling apart, the Warriors in shambles currently, we got the Tyson Fury fight, we got a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to pick randomly. Let's try to start off easy, this one has, this one is marinated a little bit, so over the weekend... Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans, the several-time All-Star, the elite big man, was traded to the L.A. Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks. It's uh, I've been trying to determine it now for a while. I I think both teams won the trade. It really depends how it really depends how that fourth pick comes out, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Lakers, they they won, and this is a real double-edged sword here. That's how I should put it. They have their two stars, and but they are in a bit of a cap hell. Meaning they're trying to, and it seems like they're trying to get a third star in. Personally, I don't think that's the route they need to take. Look, you're going to need at least 32 mil to get a max player. Okay. Right now, I think they have 23. They're probably going to end up with 28. I think. So let's just let's give them give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say they have 28 million. You can't get a max player. I don't think they should get a max player. I think they need to fill out the rest of that team. That team is extremely thin. Extremely like we don't even have a bench. And that third star is going to be Kyle Kuzma. This is his second, what well, second or third year. This is he's got to have a coming out party. He's got to be able to be that third guy to come in and score for the Lakers. Other than that, they just got to fill them. They have to pretty much buy a bench. They need to buy. They need to get a free agency and point. They need to get a point guard in free agency. <laughs> I just botched that one. But guard play guard play is extremely important. And right now they have a small forward, a power forward, and a center. So they need to figure out what they're going to do for point guard and shooting guard. That's extremely important. They don't have picks anymore. They can't develop anybody. So this is pretty much it. The only two players they have left on the roster is Isaac Bonga. I know you never heard of him either. And Mo Wagner, who is a semi-decent draft player that they should keep, I think. So what does this leave you? Does LeBron play point guard and then they get a maybe they get just two guards, I mean, which doesn't sound crazy. Think about it LeBron plays point, then you just get two, you get a shooting guard and a small forward that you think is suitable. Boone got a starting lineup. LeBron been playing point guard, he'll just be a six line point guard. That's the new era. Big, big position players. It's not that crazy. He played point guard. And you just fill in the rest of the team. He, This is his position. He is the orchestrator of offense. He's just he's just not an off-ball type player. He's just not. Let's just call it what it is. But if, let's just say, they fill out the rest of their roster with their salary cap and got a solid team, all you need is two stars, LeBron and AD. I think it's fair that they're final favorites. That's a, that, that's a finals duo. Look, Steph and Clay. Covering, well, yeah, Curry Clay. You got... You can look at the Raptors. You could just say it's Kawhi Leonard, but they had a stacked team. Because you look at the last couple years, they were in the playoffs. They were a top three seed the last three or four years. They had the team, but they had a couple folders on their team. A couple folders. I ain't going to say who, but they switched. They switched their team around, and they had a single star in Kawhi Leonard, which ended up winning them a championship. Now I could argue that each game they had a, someone emerge as a second star. <clears throat> game one, Pascal Siakam at twenty six. They lost game two. Game three, I think Kyle Lowry or Van Vleet. Those those two in particular had really good ser had a really good series. So overall, they have one star, but a stacked team. So if you take a semi-squad and put two stars on them, that's that's the it's the meta. That's what that's what we use in certain games, video games like Mortal Kombat. Like, there's a meta. There's just a there's a setup to win. The setup to win in Mortal Kombat is to just grab, block. Do you got it? <clears throat> you you give the fuck there's there's a there's a script to win a title. In, in the NFL, it's draft and pay pass rushers and O-linemen and quarterbacks. That's the meta. That's the, that's the script to win a title. The, in New England Patriots, that's a script in itself on how to win a title. So teams are going to follow that title. The Warriors are the anomaly of that script. They had Kareem Clay. Okay, Draymond, defensive star. Very good, very valuable player, but he's not a two-way star. He's just mainly a defensive star. He can hit a couple open threes, which is a credit to him, but he's a a one-way, he's a defensive star. So you have two stars. You had KD. Now you have a a Super Mario star and two stars. That That type of thing. Then KD, Clay and Curry, that's three stars. Then you had Marcus Cousins, which was practically four. And you see it didn't work. This was the anomaly year of four stars on one team and it folded. Problem is, when you have three stars like that, you're going to be thin. There's no way around it. You're going to be thin somewhere. If you one of those stars go down, thin. And they're not going to be as quality players, so they're going to get cooked. So now, now stands the AD LeBron LA for next year. But speaking of next year, Golden State, I consider Golden State is not going to be a real contender. They'll probably get to the playoffs with just Steph and Draymond, if they keep Draymond. What they do for agency is also going to affect how this league changes. So things i say today might be totally switched up come the summertime. But considering all things, I think Golden State is going to be out for a year as far as contending. Houston is in shambles right now. Houston is in shambles. James Harden and Chris Paul are erupting. It's the, the foundation is literally melting before our eyes. It's getting worse by the day with these reports keep coming out. I think Houston's goose is cooked. Their goose is cooked. If you don't believe me, Kobe Bryant said you can't win with that style of basketball. And the way they perform late in games, they can't do it. They have to do, like, they just can't do it. They need to just, I hate to say it, but blow up the team. You got to blow that shit up. It's like, nah, fam. And they, that $40 million a year for Chris Paul is killing them. It is killing them. So, just to give you a little bit of backstory, they re-signed him for $40 million a year, which is $100 million over three or four years, at like, I don't know how old he is, 34 or 35, he just pulled his hamstring that year and didn't play in Game 7 of that Western Conference Finals game. So, you know he's old, he literally just got hurt and it kept him out of the most important game of your franchise, and you give him $40 million a year! Like fam, what you doing? What you doing? And you know who? You really know who won that deal? Clippers. Clippers. Clippers didn't have nothing. They got a little bit of cap help, little maybe some trade assets from that Chris Paul trade, and they built a good squad. They have a good. They have, They pretty much are the Raptors without a star. Their team is constructed in a way like the Raptors. It's a good overall team. Lou Williams is your spark plug. Montrezl Harrell is a great player. Shy G- Gilgis Alexander is a young point guard who's great. Pat Patrick Brevley, even if they don't keep him, they're still a good team. And Danilo Gallinari, who's a sharpshooter. And they have a lot of cap space. I would say keep the sharpshooter and get a star. Now, let me bear in mind, I've been testing these theories out on 2K. Because it was like 2 dollars one week. So, I've just been playing around on free agency. Like, I don't even play the games. I literally just do free agency. And just... And just try and do shit. So, those are... The, okay, so the main breadwinners of this free agency... The big names are going to be the Clippers. The Nets. Because they have the second most cap space. And the Knicks, who are looking to rebuild and who just got their man for the next several years, uh, RJ, <clears throat> excuse me, R.J. Barrett from Duke. Seem like they got their guy. The Knicks fans look. They seem to be happy. Trust me, I know how they feel. There's one in my house, so I know. He seemed to be in good graces. And now they have to try and get stars. Problem is the main star they were going for is Hurt, Kevin Durant tearing his Achilles well, excuse me, rupturing his Achilles in the late stages of the NBA finals. And Clay also tearing his ACL. Very unfortunate. Oh, speaking of which I want to say this real quick. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear anything. And I mean anything. About the Warriors being injured and how this shouldn't count. Because niggas was not trying to hear that when LeBron lost. Even though he was up 2-1. And his second best player was Matthew Della Didova. Let's move on. Now, KD and Claire are out for the year. Both two marquee free agents. The Knicks were looking to get KD with something else. Other free agents. Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler. I think he's a very viable free agent. He can be. I feel like he can be that one or two <clears throat> player that you need to carry your team to a championship. He proved it in Philly. He's the guy they need late in the game. He's the guy. You got Chris Middleton, who's a sharp shooter, who's going to be very sought after in this year's free agency for his ability. He's a he's a long guard. He's long and he can shoot and shoot quite well. Trout. He's going to be big time. Boogie Cousins he's had several injuries but his services will definitely be needed this year how much I don't know DeAngelo Russell He the Nets can match his offer but he's also a big free agent coming off a great year the Nets first year of playoff contention I don't know how long so he's definitely looking to be teams are looking at him as the guy trying to sign and then we've got Kimba Walker Who's in a very interesting situation and is looming to sign back with the Hornets, possibly. Or test, his, uh, or test his free agency. Personally, I don't know why the hell you were saying Charlotte, but you know what? I'm not Kimball Walker and I'm going to kill a step back, so I'm going to just leave it at that. My step back ain't like his. Let's cover the draft real quick. Uh, the, I feel like the first five rounds went as advertised. Zion Williamson. Athletic freak. This <clears throat> monstar esque built player out of Duke. To get the number one to the Pelicans. Him and Lonzo are going to be great. Another reason why the Pelicans got a good side of this deal. Him and Lonzo in transition can be killer. They have a decent squad around them, but they're young. A young core that can, they can develop like the Denver Nuggets. Something like the Denver Nuggets, they can build just like them and be nice in a few years. Pelicans got a good future. Second pick was John Morant for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies traded Mike Connolly earlier in that day to the Jazz for more picks. I think that's a good... I think that was definitely even for both teams. It was clear the Grizzlies were moving on from Mike Connolly. Trade him to the Jazz. The Jazz got a good a great point guard to go with Donovan Mitchell. And the Grizzlies have the guy now. Pick three, the Knicks. RJ Barrett. It was pretty much seen from before. RJ Barrett wants to be there. Knicks like him. Everything's cool. Everything's cool with RJ Barrett. Pick number 4 whoop, whoop. Trade alert. There was a trade. Atlanta Hawks traded up to the number four position and got themselves a nice guard. I don't know his first name. His last name's Hunter, though. I only wrote Hunter in my notes, so that's what I'm going with. I believe he's the guard from Virginia, so overall they have a really young core. If you look at him, Hunter is a fresh draft pick. Trey Young, who's who's a legit rookie of the year. Great. He's going to be a great player. You got John Collins... And I don't remember the rest of the names because I don't watch Atlanta basketball. But you get the point. Young core, great team, and they are going to be another great team in the coming future. Uh, one pick I want to shout out in particular: Darius Garland going to the Cavaliers. The Cavs are trying to build up the guard play with Colin Sexton III and Darius Garland. I think that's a pretty cool combination. Both seem like some get-to-the-rack-aggressive type players, to attacking guards, and you feel the rest of the roster out, they might have a decent team. <clears throat> Look out for Cleveland this year. I said it. Before the AD trade took over the headlines, we had a boxing match. We had Tyson Fury versus Tom Schwartz. Up in Las Vegas. Now, I don't have to say much about it because it didn't last that long. The fight was two rounds before Tyson Fury knocked him down, ultimately, winning in a TKO. Uh, just an excellent display by Tyson Fury, just offensively and defensively. He was, there's one clip, he's like in the Matrix dodging punches. Overall, over these past like year or two, I've definitely become a fan. I'm a fan of this Tyson Fury guy. Real rugged guy, just very skilled. I can appreciate great skill. So he won the second round. After knock him down, he hit him several times in the nose. His nose was very gushed up, Tom, Schw- Tom Schwartz. Tom Short's not a bad fighter, though. He was a pretty good ranked fighter. He'll probably bounce back. So now the question is, who does Tyson Fury fight from here? Anthony Joshua, which it would be a good fight, but it's definitely lost its validity. And now, uh, jo- Anthony Joshua has pretty much been exposed. And if he were to fight someone like Tyson Fury, he'd run through him, in my honest opinion. Is it Deontay Wilder? They can fight again. That's great. But if you ask me, he'll beat him. He will beat Deontay Wilder. Probably in a decision. Because the last fight was was a draw. I felt like Tyson Fury won that. It's cool though. You could call it either way. In all fairness, he knocked the hell out of him. But he got up. Overall, I feel like he outboxed him. And anyone he fights is going to have to outbox Tyson Fury. And I just, I don't see that. Uh, Nothing else new in the life of R.A.S.H. Uh, I got Crash Bandicoot the Insane Trilogy, which is on sale on the PlayStation Network. And I think the sale ended yesterday, so this probably doesn't help you. But, point being... I wanted to get a game so when I get wild smacked I can just play and run around and do silliness. And Crash Bandicoot's not that game. Because I'll be sitting on levels for like 20-30 minutes. Like, legit stuck. Like, why is it so hard? I was fully aware they said they made the game harder. The makers of Crash Bandicoot. And I was like, alright, cool. Probably nothing to me because, you know, I play Horizon Zero Dawn on ultra hard. I play Tomb Raider on super hard. I play Persona on hard. Actually, no, I'm styling. I played that on medium. I didn't even hold you. That shit at the end, the very, very end of Persona 5 is extremely hard. If you're not equipped right now, if I knew what I knew then, I'd be better off, but nah, not that one. But anyway, I play, I did not play God of War give me God of War because I enjoy my sanity. But you, you get the fucking point. Most games, I play on the hardest difficulty when it applies. When applicable. And this game is kind of difficult. Like, it's not a, not a run around and do shit game. Like it, not that I remember, because when I was a kid, I would just run around and do shit. But I would run through the levels. I don't know how I did this by myself as a kid, but I did it. There's nothing like Sly Cooper. I'll say that. Uh, but Crash is fun to replay it as an adult. See what they changed. Fun thing. Fun thing to see. Yeah, I don't do much. Yeah, I don't do much. Besides write books, which you can check out on Amazon.com. And the name of those are Storm, Cry, and Rain of the Fallen. That you can find on Amazon by Rashawn Riggins. Two adventures, part of a series, about a man trying to revitalize his fire, his vision, in life, in a life of combat, in a life of will, how will he survive? There are many things I said in this path, and at the very end of that path stands his own shadow. But this shadow does not just wilter the sunlight it rises in the deep storm, and he must face it to get to his goal. Find out on Amazon slash Reign of the Fallen. This is Rational Goddamn Morning. Let's get it. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at Mark Hell Green on the midst of his championship game. <clears throat> Markel, do you have some words for us? How are you feeling to, on this se- on this day? Uh, just ready to go get a ring. Yeah. Yo, this shit fucking crack. Play hard. I had big as hell though. I that's it, man. Bring it as home. As that's as all. As <laughs> all. Just ready to always, bring it home. It's always important to play hard in the championship <laughs> Yo, game. Any really challenges God. you feel like you face playing this particular team? Oh, <laughs> um, they no. Um, they've this been around. Be They're a good team. Um, they know the game. They so, you know, Mario, I think we with, 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 pro- with proper preparation, you know, prevent poor performance. That's it. What do you feel like your performance in particular, how will that impact this game? If I can have a good game today, it will impact the game heavily. Very you happy. feel like you playing a good game will overall bring your team to victory? Defensively, yeah, because defense won championships. So definitely. That is most indeed, ladies and gentlemen. That was Markel Green with, with today's game. they will be playing tonight for the championship number one at safety. This is Rash with the interview.